0: It is the last edition of the Perfect Saturday Morning, which is our spinoff from Back in Tunes. We have a guest come on to discuss. If you were the head of a network, and you could program any cartoon, any genre, any decade, primetime, daytime, syndicated, what would you schedule as your Perfect Saturday Morning? And uh, it's been a fun ride. We've been doing it for about three years, just sporadically to fill in the holes while we uh, do our Back in Tunes seasons. And, uh, this is the end. We're just kind of, uh, got all the guests that I wanted to, or the ones who agreed to be victims of this show. <laughs> 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 no, we had a couple bail and they just never found the time and it's just time to move on. Um, we are in our fifth year of doing the Back at Tudes podcast and it's just kind of, you go through some of the stuff and you realize... I'm running out of things to discuss, and you look at your list of Back of Tunes, you find, oh, everybody's kind of discussing the same things, there's no weird, really obscure stuff anymore, so I was just like, well, maybe we should just close the door on that, focus on Back of Tunes, which I think still has a couple more seasons in it, and uh, one of the very first guests uh, that filled in is Ron, who, uh, when Jacob was too busy during seasonal time, <clears throat> he was more than happy to fill in for a few episodes, and, and I'm so happy you're back. I am too. (laughs) We we had another podcast we did for a while called um, uh, Full Throttle Podcast, where we discussed TV shows and movies with cool vehicles. Ah, It's early morning, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) ( refresh) (uttering) (aware) Um, And uh, we we have another one we do sporadically called Next Planet Over about sci fi television. But uh, this seems like where you're most comfortable is back in tunes. Oh, yeah. It seems well, like our,
1: that's just how we grew up. This was what raised us. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Jacob
0: is uh, starting to get more interested in doing some of the other shows that we do, like Video Night and, and, and Next Planet over and stuff like that. And I think he's going to step aside a little bit here and there. And uh, I'll have guests back for the last couple seasons. So, you know, you and I discussed some of the cartoons from the 80s that we haven't covered. A lot of them kind of the more kid-friendly, you know, not action-oriented. And There's no guns and stuff like that. That will probably be something we discuss probably this season. Um, God forbid, I don't think anybody's ever mentioned the words uh, get-along gang or the wuzzles in all of animation podcasting, so I think we'll be the first. <laughs>
1: the wuzzles. Everybody uh, be like, what the? Yeah. Anyway. The
0: combination of animals, I think, is what that was, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Honestly, that's honestly one I probably never actually watched. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: okay. There's a lot to cover. I've, I've been going through like munchies. I totally forgot about.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, stuff like that. Um, so oh, the... we're, we're, we did the first episode of his list. Uh, and being a big cartoon fan, it, it's hard to call it down to 10. Uh-huh. And so we're going to do a sequel to last episode. This is like the last episode was more like your top 10. This is kind of like the ones that tortured you that were the runners up. That you wanted to fit, but you just couldn't, like, ah. So I figured, what other way to end this with uh, one of my oldest friends? And by that, I mean he's 97. Um, He's a Highlander.
1: Uh (laughs) That's right. There can only be one. There can be only one.
0: You know, they kept saying that. And you know at some point during Highlander Endgame, they're like, oh, crap. You know there's two of them, right? We can't keep saying this.
1: Uh, This is awkward. (laughs) You know, when only two are left for family, what do you do?
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah just pretend like, well, they're disgruntled family, so they don't really like each other anyway, so they'll be more than Never happy come. to be one. Yeah. Uh, he has better hair than I do. <laughs> um, I don't think that they really stepped out. Yeah. All right. So where are we at? Uh, uh, first thing on your list of the runners-up.
1: These are the runners-up. Um, a few of these we touched on because Robert, they were on Robert's list last time we were out. Yeah. Uh, but. First on this list, in no particular order, was Chippendale Rescue Rangers.
0: Which is one of the greatest NES games that no one ever talks about. People always say, like, oh, every time they adapted a cartoon or a movie to a video game, it always sucked. And I disagree. I say that uh, that the DuckTales and Rescue Rangers were excellent games.
1: I love the DuckTales game. I can't recall if I ever actually played I didn't own an NES. I always had to set the mercy of my friends who did yeah. but.
0: Well, that's, that seems to be uh, our protocol. You and I were fairly poor, and uh, we always got game systems from our friends that uh, that were moving on to the next thing, like that
1: Genesis that we know. had
0: in college. We played to death. We only had four games, but we played it to death.
1: Well, when did the NES... It was 86? Yeah, 86. When did that come out?
0: Well, I think it's 85, actually, is when it was tested, like in New York and LA or something like that. And it was 86 is when it went, you know, wide. But, you know, that's what I had my Nintendo after the fact, right. you know, from someone else, and the Super Nintendo from someone else. Um, PlayStation, did we get a PlayStation from someone else? I always used your PlayStation. I never had my own.
1: Uh, Dave had a PlayStation. I had a PS2 eventually, but that was that was when I started, you know, adulting. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think every single game system I've had used, except for the most obscure game system of all time, no one seems to remember, is the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Is a handheld game system that only like sold 100,000 copies in America, and I think most of those were cleared out in Toys R Us bins. And it had the best controls ever for Pac-Man.
1: <laughs> for Pac-Man. <laughs>
0: yes, I know it's bizarre. It's the, the closest thing to the arcade you could possibly get. Because let's let's be honest here, that uh, Atari version of the Pac-Man is an atrocity <laughs> it's
1: terrible that little bit every time you go slam the stick it come out of your hand
0: yeah or the or fact well, that the sounds are ah, 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 ah,
1: <laughs> or if you're lucky enough for the stick to even work that is you know. yeah
0: that's true um we're, we're not even talking about cartoons we did it
1: again that's what we do on this show right. we segway off <laughs> Well, games yeah. and cartoons that's what raised us <laughs> yeah
0: so um yeah uh, rescue rangers um part of the revival of disney if you're too young to remember. The 80s was the decade that Disney was lost. They were trying these big epic stuff, trying to go more mature. They were, you know, doing Touchstone Pictures and Hollywood Pictures and a lot of their big studio stuff tanked, like Dragon Slayer, was Wiz- uh, Return to Oz, Black Cauldron. Uh, Condor Man? Does anybody remember Condor Man? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Black Hole? All these movies were very expensive for Disney, and they all tanked. The only thing kept them afloat was probably Tron, which barely made a profit, and reissuing their old movies. And the it started to turn, I think, with Oliver and Company. Uh, but everybody cites uh, Little Mermaid. That's when it really blew up, but Oliver and Company made a, a nice, juicy profit. Oh, and listen, I forget Ooh. Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit was a big thing, too. Yes. Yeah, Rescue Rangers is during that heyday of just great animation on television when, frankly, most of the decent animation was going overseas. If you look at Transformers and G.I. Joe, those are all Japanese animation.
1: No no offense to those companies over there. but Come on. It's a different attitude.
0: It's a different (laughs) style, different attitude. The um, emotional range is different, which is why I have a hard time watching. I've been watching tons of Godzilla movies lately, and the emotional range is like, oh, that's a little big. Oh, that's really theatrical d I, I don't Are really you care prepping? With, yeah, it's not as subtle.
1: Are you prepping? Prepping,
0: yes, I'm prepping. We're doing a summer podcast on video night all about kaiju. It's going to be a four-part series because the new Godzilla movie is coming out in May. It looks phenomenal. It does, and it's directed by someone who clearly loves, you know, I, I like the last Godzilla, but it was kind of stiff and dry, you know.
1: And this looks like an I'll fun. If, what's going to happen is, you know, if things get out of hand, Eleven will take care of them. No big
0: deal. Well, anyway. I wish they would just get Gamera. I want to see a giant turtle that blasts fire out of his butt and fight Godzilla. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we segwayed off again. We did. Again. All right.
0: we're, we're awesome at <laughs> this. Okay, let's, let's get back on page. Uh, what's next on the, on the list?
1: Oh, I wanted to mention uh, the... The, the great Peter Cullen was Monterey Jack. He was my favorite character. Oh, yeah, there.
0: Monterey Jack. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Peter Cullen. Well, Collins. Jim
1: Cummings did him too. but um, uh,
0: Monterey Jack, the voice of uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah. And, it didn't and quite not sound people, like Optimus Prime. Not <laughs> a lot of people know this, but he did a chunk of movie trailers. Like in the late 90s, he started doing a bunch of them. It only lasts for like a year or two. I don't know why they just stopped offering it to him, or he just thought it was stupid. I don't know what, but I just remember like seeing a trailer for Most Wanted, a movie you're not gonna remember, with Keenan Ivory Wayans and John Voight, and oh like that's Optimus Prime's voice.
1: What the hell? In the world. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I would never make it as that. I,
0: I would love it if it came out in theaters, and it says rolls out October 18th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's when you know you're comfortable with where you're at. Right. Oh. Right. Um, um, so number two on my list. Number two on my list would have been, mask.
0: Yeah, and mask. But we touched on
1: that last yeah, time. so we don't need
0: to cover that one again. Um. Number three.
1: Number three, the best and the best and the worst video game ever, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh,
0: was that a video
1: game? The vi- no, it was a video game. It was a,
0: oh, right, for the Atari, that was a piece of crap. I always think it's adventure, but there was one, right? Was it? Wait, wait, wait am I thinking of the wrong
1: ones? I think I'm think thinking different. of the blue, Um Don Baloo. No, you're talking Dragon's Lair. Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Lair. Okay, forget what I just said. No, I think there was uh, an that Atari. That is the worst. But that, there was a cartoon for that as well. Yeah,
0: here's the thing is, the Dragon Slayer lured you in by being absolutely captivating. It was beautiful. Yes. It looked really exciting. And then you played it, and you're like, wait, all three quarters are gone already. I didn't even know I started. What the hell? <laughs> like, the light's supposed to flash on the button. on the, There's one button. Literally, it's an action right. button. And uh, yeah. you're supposed to hit it the minute it lights up, and if you don't hit it in time, you die. And so frustrating. Here's the thing is, I cheated. Um... Dragon's Lair has been issued in like 9,000 different formats, probably even mm-hmm. DivX, which no one remembers if Divix was the format that lasted 48 hours after you hit play. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I rented it on DVD, and it gave you an option to just watch the animated bits. And I'm oh. like, yeah, I'm going to do that instead. I rented that Space Ace. Do you remember Space Ace? Yes. Yeah, and I think it was a Dragon's Lair 2. There's technically a 3, but it's called Dragon's Lair 3D, and apparently it's a piece of shit um the nintendo version was terrible too um but yeah you don't realize that there is only like six minutes of animation because they reuse they loop a lot of it they'll just shift the angle instead of him flying right he'll fly left and it costs i think a million dollars which is super expensive for a video game back then and it kept don blue's company afloat until uh american tale came around so i give it credit for that but i thought the cartoon was awesome the cartoon was great
1: well, I saw you. Funny, funny you mentioned about a million dollars because that's about how much I sunk into the arcade. <laughs> I think a lot of it was like, so frustrating. A lot of paper money. <laughs> Do you remember
0: Andy McDaniel? Yes. Okay, so we went to an arcade in Marion in that mall, and we, we saw Dragon's Lair 2. Yeah. And I was so excited because I never got to play Dragon's Lair 1. I never got to because it was too expensive. It was 50 cents, I think, a play back then.
1: It's like five bucks now. Probably. Yeah, and the only place I
0: had seen it is at a holodome. This is really obscure but for a few decades holiday inn had this like kind of resort um hotel and you could you could be a member like a gym membership you didn't have to actually stay at the hotel you just paid like i think like 50 bucks a month and your family could come and swim play i think they had a little miniature golf and they had an arcade and a couple like a workout room stuff like that and i remember they had dragon's lair and i would just watch it and watch it and watch it mesmerized. but i could never afford to play it And I finally got to play Dragon's Lair 2. I put my quarters in, hit play, and I just watched as I died. And I didn't know what to do because I didn't bother to read the instructions. And you, if anybody remembers Andy Potato, if anybody else listening to this knows him. He is the human equivalent of that little puppet on Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, the little randy kid with red hair. He's that guy. He laughed. Maniacally, at how ridiculous <laughs> I, was, I was playing this. He was like, You suck at this. You're terrible. I was like, I know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I lost my money. <laughs> Let's play again. <laughs> Let's go get some lunch. I can't.
1: I, don't have any money. Uh, yeah, I
0: spent all my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I don't think Don Blues is even really involved in the Dragon's Lair cartoon. I think it's hanna Barbera, if I remember correctly, Ruby Spears, because I have it on a disc.
1: Yeah. Um,.
0: I went and bought this like set from Amazon. It's like $35 for a Greatest Hits collection of all the stuff that Warner Brothers has. So it's tons of Ruby Spears and Hanna-Barbera. Almost certain that Don Booth had nothing to do with the actual cartoon, which is kind of a bummer. His designs are there, but it's just not as pretty. I got you. Yeah, definitely. The uh, Did you ever see the I, Legend of Zelda cartoon?
1: I that's, that's kind of my segue here. Oh, okay.
0: Because uh, did you notice Ganon? And the dragon from Dragon Slayer have kind of the same voice at high pitched, grub. <laughs> no, I never
1: things. noticed that before, but yeah. yeah it's
0: really <laughs> weird. It's a really weird way. You have to shift the tones of your voice. That must have been stress on the guy doing the voice acting.
1: <laughs> Dad, can we go? No, you, you can. I
0: mean, never. It's kind of like the equivalent of Christopher Walken. You ever notice he kind of goes. You know, like really hot pitch, and then he will go really down gravely
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was dead on, man. That's no, that's all. <laughs> shut up.
0: There, there's times I can do it. After I watched, I watched Balls of Fury, that ping pong movie, and I remember I had Christopher oh, Walken's gosh, Cadence. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know how I did it, and I've never been able to recapture it again. I'm
1: not a good Christopher Walken No, guy.
0: everybody. The funny thing is everybody I know can do a Christopher Walken. I think I didn't do Christopher Walken. I think I did John Chilton. Like That's totally ridiculous.
1: I think my daughter can do Christopher Walken better than I can. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and the funny thing is she didn't really know who he was. She was... <laughs> but, uh, You know what's funny? What? We started talking about a, a dragon's lair, and I met... I actually meant Dungeons and Dragons the cartoon, but that to think it back, I did watch Dragon's Lair quite a bit. Yeah. So that's a good replacement. For uh, nasty, okay.
0: Guess, so but. which cartoon did you actually make? Your list is the most fucked up episode ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It's it funny. is. Okay. Yeah. D-
0: Dungeons and Dragons. I never played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. I, um, I heard, if I can't, I can't remember correctly, but I know that there was a thing going around, like these two kids played Dungeons and Dragons way too seriously and they killed each other. And that became well, I- kind of like the thing. Like you had to, you know, kind of like Satanic Panic. You know, you couldn't play records backwards. You couldn't listen to kids because it meant knights in Satan's service. But Dungeons and Dragons was like this myth between moms. It's like, oh, the kids are gonna kill themselves if they play Dungeons and Dragons. They're gonna get lost in it. And uh, yeah, I, I never, I never, I never got to play it.
1: I'm still here. Uh, I didn't play it until. Oh man, I can't believe who got me into that it was in college when we were in college that i first played an actual version of dungeons and dragons
0: yeah i think i remember um, the kid
1: It was a tall lanky kid with
0: glasses and it wasn't me
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right notice so i remember I, I knew the cartoon but never realized it was actually based on a, a table game you made it that so, far in life and didn't know that <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't wow. have any friends that played it.
0: That's okay. None. Well, I mean, remember, remember Dave used to play uh, Magic the Gathering all the time, and that to me seemed like the same uh, kind of sensibility. And,
1: yeah. Um. Well, see, that I did, but yeah, that I, I knew about beforehand, but
0: I played it in sixth grade a couple of times, but I just couldn't get into it because I think I had a really terrible dungeon master who didn't explain very well and didn't have a very good stories. So I was like, "This is boring."
1: See, there's the hard, there's the best, worst part about that game. I thought. We did do okay in college, but if you don't have a good DM, or you got a jerk yeah. for DM, it's like. But yeah, actually I play Magic now. My son's gotten into that, and the whole Pokemon thing.
0: That's cool, oh, Pokemon. Oh. Oh right.
1: I, oh, don't know. I try no, to it's, rein it in generational. A
0: bit. We, <laughs> should, we shouldn't say that. It's just generational. There's certain things that we don't get, and they they don't get from our generation, that our parents didn't get either. So we should just be quiet. <laughs>
1: Well, I taught he taught me how to play that, and I taught him how to play magic. So oh, okay, did you play, show him how now. to play
0: pinochle yet?
1: <laughs> Purely yet. Indiana Wait, game. When he gets a little older. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or no, is it a pinochle or is it a euchre, which is the Indiana game?
1: I thought you meant the, uh, oh, well, the little fist thing game. <laughs>
0: no, not that. that that's smash knuckle.
1: <laughs> I got you. No, I've never. Yeah, it's pinochle. That's one of the card games too. Okay, but. Okay.
0: One of them, they played all the time in in college, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's only an Indiana thing is that one game. I can't remember what it was. Euchre?
1: Euchre. You mean Euchre? Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's right,
0: because I got so sick of it that I called it Puker.
1: (laughs) Dave's whole family played it, and he taught me how, and I probably forgot. And My ex-girlfriend taught me how, and I probably forgot, and somebody else taught me how. I just don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Here's (laughs) the funny
0: thing about Dungeons & Dragons is that if it's on a game system, I will play it. I will play it, and I don't get frustrated. I don't get confused. Uh, is, you don't was, have
1: to create the character. Yeah, it's not as hard to create a character.
0: Yeah, but I think I think it was more cost friendly to do D and D back in the day than uh, like Magic the Gathering because now it's like oh, all you got to buy all these oh, cards, yeah. you have the specialty card, these are rare cards. D and think all you had to do, if I remember correctly, is you just had to have a guidebook, a uh, six sided mm-hmm. die, and, and an imagination. That was
1: it. That's right. Perfect and, game. And for friends that color. are, yeah, and decent friends who weren't jerks
0: yeah um, you all died again <laughs> um, I, I i really enjoy that cartoon i wish it was a little more sophisticated but i get the era it was coming from i've seen yeah. some of the follow-up dungeons and dragons like direct-to-video movies live action and animated they're all god-awful just terrible
1: so who's it the, the dungeon master now i can't remember who you remind me of well
0: riffraff is a dungeon master i think in the first movie or are you talking about the cartoon
1: I'm talking about the Dungeon Master uh, in Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. I can't remember what he looked like, but he reminded me of. He's that short, little stocky dude. He was like a Yoda like guy. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, go on, go on.
0: Yeah, uh, there's an excellent set out there from Mill Creek. that did a budget line version of it with all the same extras. It just cost a, w- a lot less. Only problem is they lost the license. So you had to look on eBay or Amazon for a used copy, but guarantee you. That it is an exquisite collection, it includes the unfinished episodes, which they just had the animatics for, or I think just the hand-drawn animation, like just the, the, the single cells, and uh, had the cast voice over the script. It, it's actually really interesting that they took the time to do that. Back when people saw money in DVDs and didn't give you bare-bones crap like they do now.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. All right, what's next on the list? What's the next on my list? The one and only Alvin and the Chipbunks.
0: Oh, God, yeah. You know what's funny is I keep thinking that we're going to do this on the show, and uh, I've never got around to it. And there's, um, what, like I've three or four of iterations of the show, and I love those movies. I know critics hate them and that they have dwindling box office, but I enjoy all four
1: of them. you about the live action? Yeah, I
0: just enjoy them. They, I did too. Yeah, it's, it's hard, how do you hate them having a dance sequence in the middle of Mardi Gras to Uptown Funk? How could you hate that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I was tentative. I was one of those uh, skeptical people when they went into the first movie, but I was I was hooked after that.
0: Yeah, most of them are rough. I had the Yogi Bear movie is a, a nightmare,
1: at least visually. Oh,
0: so, so I've I not even
1: attempted that one.
0: Here's the thing: is that it works when you make the character look like the character you grew up with. When you try to make them photorealistic CGI, it usually looks horrific that's what they got right about the chipmunks that's what they got right about the smurfs they made them still look like the original character designs yogi bear they're trying to make it look like a real bear and it doesn't look right at all it doesn't work or underdog why have a real dog that talks to humans i don't understand <laughs> just animated it was
1: i'm about 50/50 50, 50 on underdog i i'm still you know kind of taken out of it because he was a real dog but I actually kind
0: of liked that. It wasn't bad. I was just thrown <laughs> off by that. But then there's some... Yeah, I, I there, get it. There's some where they have all the elements right, like Inspector Gadget, and yet for some reason mm. it doesn't come together. And I just... It's so confounding that it's... It's so hard for them to make a good animated um, adaptation to live action.
1: Who was the... Um, oh, wait. There were two people that played Inspector Gadget. There was... Uh,
0: for, oh, it was uh, Matthew Broderick was, the first time, and then yeah. French Stewart in the sequel.
1: Yeah, that... Neither one of them's really screams Inspector Gadget to me.
0: I, I see the Steve voice goes off. It's S- just Steve Carell to me is Inspector Gadget.
1: And you need somebody to channel. Oh crap! What's his name? Don Adams. <laughs> Don <laughs> Adams. You gotta. You need somebody who can kind of channel a voice similar to his at least, because you know? yeah. that to me is him. And that whiny, nasally. Would you but... believe?
0: <laughs> right.
1: I mean. But and maybe that's. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. it's what we grew up with. We had somebody who still had that kind of, like, um, I love confident, stupid people in movies. There's nothing that amuses me more than the guys who are really cocky but just dumb as a brick.
1: <laughs> just <laughs>
0: way over their heads.
1: More.
0: Yeah, anyway. <laughs> and they skip that in the movies. Uh, but back to the Album and the Chipmunks, um, I remember... I think it was in 85. I had a magazine. Couldn't tell you what it was. I mean, it was Dynamite or Bananas or something like that. And it was talking about the return of Oz. And I got it because I was super excited because at the time I was a huge fan of The Wizard of Oz. And they had a huge article in there about the relaunch of the album, The Chipmunks. And I'm like, I don't even know who this is. but This is apparently a big deal because you see the old animation they're talking with The sons. The son and daughter, I think, of the original creator, Ross Bagdasarian, and how they wanted to keep his legacy going, but they wanted to update the cartoons to a modern time. They were going to invest it with, like, hip rock and roll parodies and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm really excited about this. And apparently, so was the rest of the world, because this is one of the longest-running cartoons, I think, ever. Um, Because I think it went from 84, 85 to, like, 91. I think it ended with that movie, The Chipmunk Adventure. I'm not sure, Um, because it's kind of confusing the timelines. Because uh, I know there was continuations with the – there's, the, I think it – did it go away for a little bit and they added the chipettes?
1: I think so. I'm not 100% sure on that. I do know that this show actually – well, not that particular show but in animated form. This show dates back to the 60s.
0: Yeah. It's just amazing I mean, the legacy that it has. But here's the weird thing is. Did they ever do beyond that series in the night the one that ended like I think in 1991? Did they go beyond that? Yeah, Has there ever been oh, a another continuation like the way it is with Scooby Doo every few years?
1: I thought they did a a revamp of it, but I guess I'm wrong on that because I'm not seeing it anywhere here. But it said it ended in nineteen ninety with from eighty three to ninety. Okay. The uh, the cartoon we grew up with.
0: Yeah, I, I always thought for some reason I thought it'd be really prime. For them to do another album, the Chipmunks, especially in the day and age of like YouTube and you know social media and stuff like that, well, they try to become celebrities. Over, well, I guess they kind of touch
1: upon that in the movies, don't they?
0: Yeah. So I guess maybe it's not oh. necessarily for the cartoon. I don't know.
1: I said the Chipettes were introduced in the first season. They were. Wow. So I feel like I had beginning. to wait a while.
0: Oh. Huh. We need to. I think as yeah, say, that's one. That's one we again. should do in an episode because I feel like there's a lot of ground that we can discuss in *Alvin and the Chipmunks*.
1: Oh, yeah. Where can we find that on DVD? <laughs> uh, well, that or YouTube. Uh,
0: gotcha.
1: Gotcha. I'm on a budget. Uh,
0: if you want to donate, we do have a GoFundMe. Uh, or no, not a GoFundMe. I'm sorry. A Patreon. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so we'll save that one for later because I feel like there's a lot to discuss with that one. What's the next on the list? Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. God, the double feature Danger on Nickelodeon. Now, you and I didn't have cable as kids. So no. I would only see this at my uncle's house who he had, he had Nickelodeon and we always marathoned, marathon Nickelodeon. We did, uh, it was always Danger Mouse and Count Duckula together.
1: So you have you been able to see the new series, I keep
0: forgetting, I'm getting, I'm, I, I got rid of the internet about mm, six weeks ago and I haven't been able to watch anything online for a while. And I keep thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get back around to watching that. And, uh, uh, when I rejoin, I'm going to go watch it cause I'm, I'm curious. Is it any good?
1: Well, I've only seen one episode, unfortunately. And? So, what did you think? And, well, it's very much similar. Is it very British? <laughs> but, well, BBC always has a way of um, being able to tell it to BBC, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: like, that's what I enjoy about it. That's why I'm kind of an Anglophile. I there. love
1: it. Yeah. I love it. Do you
0: remember the one that, Look. I think it was an interstitial between the two cartoons, because if I remember correctly, Count Ducula and Danger Mouse worked long enough to fill the hour, so they had Banana Man. What? <laughs> it, yeah, I don't it's a barely remember remembered. I think he turned to a flying banana or something, I don't remember. He had a yellow costume, they called him Banana Man. It was a really short tiny cartoon
1: <laughs> I can't talk. No, I don't remember that. I feel like it was
0: was Babar that you know, the giant elephant. Well, is there yeah. a tiny elephant? There is no tiny elephant. what am I talking about? The elephant cartoon, was that also British? Did you ever see that? The bar.
1: I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I always like something was on Nickelodeon, that. too. Because yeah. I remember yes.
0: Nickelodeon, before it blew up, back in the 80s, they had no money whatsoever, and they were basically buying old shows from different countries. Lots of stuff from Canada. Lots of stuff from England and Australia. And that's how we ended up with weirdo stuff like, you can't do that on television, and Turkey Television.
1: And I love... Pinwheel. <laughs> pinwheel. Uh, I love You cannot not Do That on television. That was... Duh, I, I heard one, that. <laughs> I mean, I love my grandma. Don't get me wrong. I love my grandma a lot. But there was one thing I really looked forward to every time we went to visit, and that was Nick.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this is before they had money. This is before they started doing SNICK and all those original series. And, you know, before they really blew up with all that and stuff like that. I mean, they were just buying shows from other people that were usually a couple years older. Did you ever notice when you watched, you can't do that on television. It always seemed like it was like four or five years behind what we were. I was like, mm, that's weird. But also, it's Canada. I always feel like there are a few years behind America anyway. it was like, hmm, the '80s didn't hit the it didn't hit them until the '90s. <laughs>
1: oh, Canada. Sorry about our Canadian friends. No,
0: I love Canada. You know, I'm I'm obsessed with Canada. I'm a Canuckian. Uh, Canuckhead? Can I uh, Puckhead? <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Maple Leaf uh, at <laughs> night? Uh, I, mean, seriously, I have this weird affection for Canada. I think it's because of stuff like You Can't Do That on Television. But they did. Yeah. Um, no, I showed clips of it to one of my coworkers who's only 21. And it is a mashup of all of Barf's scenes from You Can't Do That on Television.
1: And I, every time I come
0: around the corner, he goes, Dah, I heard that. <laughs>
1: I love that show. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: but Count Duckula, Danger Mouse, those were, I think, a notch above what we were doing in America. I mean, the BBC doesn't even have that much money for production. And yet, for some reason, they were able to do really exciting animation that just kind of blew away the competition. I think that's why it, it, people remember it so fondly.
1: Now, didn't we cover Danger Mouse, or did we try to, or we just, that's a, the idea that was never hashed out? We
0: never got around to doing it. We talked about doing it, like, three years ago, and we just, it just never yeah, happened. Yeah. We did, I did Count Duckula with Jacob in the very beginning, I right. think it was, like, our fourth episode or fifth, and, uh, yeah, we keep putting it off, and that seems like something else we should put on the list of things to do uh, this season. Definitely. Because me and Jacob We're are so... What's happening on my end with Jacob is that we're deep diving into all of Hanna-Barbera's cartoons and we're going to be doing that for like the next four or five episodes. So it's like, you know, the 60s, 70s and early 80s when it kind of started to filter out and then we're going to go move on to like Filmation, Ruby Spears. So Danger Bounce, stuff like that seems definitely up our alley to do this year because we'll be too busy doing, uh, me and Jacob, we do too busy doing the other one. Works for me. I talk with We gotta get fast. our hands
1: on the new series, but um, oh, I've got my games. hands on the old series.
0: Yeah, I hate so, that I talk so fast that I get winded, then I get
1: real sleepy. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, we should probably go on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tired okay, case. I've got one that's uh, no, no, you're good. I think we covered this one. We actually did a show on this one a little while back. Uh, the Littles.
0: Yeah, that was the first cartoon or first episode that you um. That you guessed it on. I just reran it. See, uh, I'm on hiatus right now. I haven't done. I have like a bunch of episodes recorded, but since I don't have the internet, I can't load them up. Um, I did it to myself, kids. I'm my own worst enemy. Um, so I just decided to rerun season two of Back in Tunes, and uh, the Littles episode just went up again after uh, all that time. Yeah, that was one That's of the. That's why very... I remember this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the Littles. It reminds me of Capital Critters, or vice versa, I guess. Do you remember Capital Critters at all? I have no clue. Capital Critters, if I remember correctly, was inside the walls of the White House, or oh wow, they have their own little world where cap where, where all the the mice run their own little White House and their own little Congress. and They have their own little rules in the world of vermins and stuff like that. And it was on ABC, and I think it only last like six episodes. Neil Patrick Harris was the main uh, 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 star or whatever as the voice of the main character, and oddly enough. Written and produced by Stephen Bochko who brought you wonderful kids' shows like NYPD Blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so. Oh, dang it. I lost it. I had it. And I lost it. <laughs> what? I had an idea. Uh, something to say, but I lost it. Uh, That's all right.
0: Yeah, but the I Little, did this awesome, folks. Little's very popular kids' series I never read. I don't know if you ever read the books.
1: I didn't know it was a book until just now, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. At it, it says it was written in 67.
0: Yeah, The Littles also reminds me of The Borrowers, which, mm-hmm. very similar There's, concept, but never, I don't think that was ever a cartoon. But yeah, The Littles I think a The Borrowers
1: movie. was a little more, I don't know, a little darker maybe? Yeah, I don't
0: well, it's, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm right about this, but I think Roald Dahl wrote The Borrowers. I could be wrong about this. You know, he did like, you know, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory and The Witches and stuff like that. Um, you know, more mature. I, I think he might even end the Phantom Tollbooth booth uh, By the way, I don't read kids. I've never read a book in my life. I have no idea who writes what. <laughs> You've written comic books. I've read. Written, yeah, written. I read comic books. Is that
1: count? Did you say ridden? Written. You've ridden.
0: Written. <laughs> read, written. I'm tired. I'm about to get actually kind of sleep. I think we're going to go back to bed
1: um i remember what i was gonna say capital critters i've actually seen it i'm not looking at a picture yeah i think i think if
0: i remember correctly fish police and capital critters aired on saturday nights because that well actually that kind of makes sense now you air cartoons for kids on saturday night because they're not going to go out partying
1: (laughs) nope you stay here with the babysitter yeah (laughs) it's
0: either that or golden girls what do you want to (laughs) watch Hey, I watched that too. So. Apparently, all the kids did because they didn't watch <laughs> these cartoons. They're like, you know, we're gonna watch uh, Empty Nest
1: and Golden Girls. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what's oh, next on the list? Next on the list, Let me get out of my way, there. Uh, Heathcliff. Yeah, Heathcliff. the hippest
0: cat in town.
1: <laughs> Ruby Spears. that's what who Ruby Spears is. I thought it sounded familiar.
0: Yeah, um, Ruby Spears yeah. were part of Hanna-Barbera throughout the 70s and then I think in 78 they decided, "Screw you guys, we're going on our own" and then made so many cartoons. They were even they seem like they were even more prolific than Hanna-Barbera. And not a lot of it was high quality, but man, they gave a lot of cartoons to us as kids. Just like it's amazing the the, the, the quantity that there was they were spitting out.
1: They uh I can't remember who Dingbat is, but apparently there were episodes with Marvin Duke in it. I don't remember that. I don't
0: remember this either, and I don't remember a Dingbat either.
1: Who the heck is Dingbat? Dingbat. Marmaduke. I've been calling it Dingbat,
0: but... <laughs> you know what's funny is I remember they used to clump uh, Heathcliff and Dennis the Menace together on Sunday mornings on Super 55 Fox. I'm Steve Shine. My skin is a leather couch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, over-tanned. Seriously, over-tanned. Um, and it always had that kind of unusual look you know what i mean when the action moved so fast it was kind of shadowy like kind of blurry it was japanese animation but it had it looked different than like transformers and gi joe there's something
1: strange about the animation quality they had more they were trying to make it look more uh, i can't remember what I, I, don't have, I don't know what i'm trying to say
0: but i love the fact that they looked just like the cartoon strips that's the one thing that they mm-hmm. seem to skip a lot when they did adaptations except for like the peanuts and then in the 80s, they're like, well, why don't we just give the kids exactly what they read in the comic book, just at a much faster <laughs> version of it. And I'm like, yeah, that was good. I like Heathcliff quite a bit. And it was kind of a war for a while between Garfield uh-huh. and Heathcliff,
1: between who was cooler. And I'd have to say Heathcliff.
0: Yeah, it's I'm weird. Sorry. Heathcliff isn't around anymore, is it? I haven't heard hide or Hair" in decades.
1: No, I... Was there a DVD release?
0: Oh, there 2012.
1: is. 2012, the last time they released a DVD for it. That, um, we it. carry it.
0: We carry all 65 episodes for like six bucks
1: from Mill nice. Creek. They
0: also have The Dennis the Menace for like six bucks. Um, mind you, that's my company discount.
1: I'm so fancy. Um I might have to get hooked up with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. That's good to know. I didn't know you even like those cartoons. Yeah, Heathcliff. Do uh, you mind if I watch them first?
1: Oh, go for it. Oh, cool.
0: Um, Yeah, I really dug Heathcliff. I used to get those books. Do you remember when you used to be able to go to like a Rite Aid or Walgreens? Um, Sometimes even Target, they would have, well, kids, there used to be books everywhere. Everywhere had little junky paperbacks. It was a whole aisle too, and magazines. Do you remember magazines?
1: <laughs> I get magazines from time to time. Do
0: you? Okay. Just, not is...
1: not everything's on Kindle anymore. Yeah, I just
0: I hate, I I think hopefully that phase is dying out because I'm so sick of reading this clickbait bullshit articles, and then you realize your headline had nothing to do with the article. You just got me to click on this. You jerk, just get traffic, so you get advertisements. I kind of miss. No, I get
1: some... actual magazines in kindle i don't i don't do the online and i can't
0: read digital i can't read digital comics i can't read digital magazines it drives me up the wall i need physical in my hand because i am i
1: get that
0: i have well it triggers my migraines staring at a screen will will give me ocular migraines so i just like having a magazine in my hand i miss reading wizard magazine for four hours (laughs) you know just like that little time waster uh, but we used to go into those stores and you would pick up a little pocket trade paperback kind of thing of Heathcliff and Peanuts and all, you know, like High and Lowest and, and whatever. Like uh, trying to think of really obscure cartoons you're not going to remember. Um,
1: We're talking about like the little one-inch thick. Yeah. It was like 100 4 by, pages. You put. 4 it was, 6, it was, yeah. I think
0: it was specifically made to put in your back pocket so that you mm-hmm. could go around or whatever and read it. And they were like two dollars, and I miss. I used to have a huge stack of that kind of stuff. And Heathcliff was right like the here. king of those. And then Garfield came out and decided to do full panel size, and that became the standard for a while. And then yeah. it became the full books.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I love me some Garfield, but when it came to the coolness, the coolness factor had to go to Cle- Heathcliff. Oh, Cliff, totally. He's yeah, Heathcliff was
0: way cooler. So- well, Here's the thing is that Heathcliff lived in garbage. He lived kind of a low rent. Uh, He he was the uh, cat equivalent of the outsiders with his little gang. And yet he was always optimistic. He was always positive. And and Garfield was a grump, man. He was negative and pessimistic. And that's only funny for so long. And here's the other thing. Garfield is still going, and it hasn't been funny in decades. And I don't understand how It must be comfort food for people because it is not good.
1: All right. It's not Jim Davis doing it anymore. No,
0: he's, he's clearly <laughs> farmed this out to someone else to do. And it's just, yeah.
1: Whatever. Yep.
0: Yeah, Heathcliff is pretty rad. Mel Blanc, I think, voiced him through the entire run, and it had two different seasons. So I don't know if the seasons – I'm trying to remember because they was syndicated, so there's a lot of episodes per season, like 65 episodes a season. And I don't remember if the first one was syndicated or not, but I know there was a gap between the first and second season. I think one was like on ABC, and then the other one was syndicated. So different companies own it. So that's why it's probably not a complete set that I have. It just says 65 episodes. We're getting tired, aren't we?
1: We're getting we're a old man. I got the song. <laughs> I got the song. And sorry, I was listening to the he clip heat clip. Sorry. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, one should terrorize <laughs> our neighborhood. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's next
1: all this? My bad. Uh, we Da-da. already touched on that.
0: Didn't we just touch on that? We did. We, we're good, so we don't have to go on. We we, t- we talked about it in the last episode, too, because I tried to do the voice of um, Dr. Claw, and I almost passed out because it's too early in the right, morning and I can't... Right. I'm Dr. Claw. <laughs> I'll get you get it, uh, next time... Uh, that was good. I also, you know, what's funny? They didn't sound like Doctor Claw. It sounded like Doctor Claw performed by Jack
1: Palance. You're my number one. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, some of the best, some of the best are that when you can put two people into one. that's it it's like kind that. of
0: fun, yeah. Uh, the fact that Doctor Evil is based on Lorne Michaels from Saturday Live is so much fun to me. <laughs> the uh, yeah. It's so Inspector Gadget is that one. What's the next one? All I have left. Is
1: Garfield and Friends.
0: Yeah, which I really, really enjoyed Garfield and Friends. And there was a cartoon with it that people don't remember, which was even better than Garfield. And it was U.S. Acres, which I was a huge fan of. Another one of those pocketbook uh, things that I would collect. Um, It was a spinoff. I think it was set in the same universe where – god, I'm going to get this wrong, I'm sure. But I feel like – you remember how John Arbuckle, his family, was on a farm? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the U.S. Acres is set on that farm. I might be
1: wrong. fairly certain.
0: It, it would make sense if you did that. So it, it was all you know, about uh, the farm animals, and I always just like the, the idiot chicken who was always thinking he was you know, obnoxious and saying stupid jokes. And then, of course, the, the pig who was the main character who was a lot of fun. And I always thought it was the two chicks, the one that was – I think they were chicks or were ducks – and one was afraid to swim, so he was always wearing a, like a little life preserver around his waist. Yep. And the other one, I think, was permanently trapped inside of his egg. He couldn't get out, and he'd always like kind of muffled. He would talk like this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, I really like that one. And, and no one remembers U.S. Acres, and because uh, I think it only lasted a few years. But Garfield in animation has always been very, very high quality. And if I remember correctly, those guys got hired to do The Simpsons because they, they came out of nowhere, they did Garfield, and they were just absolutely blown away by what they could do on an American budget, you know, because usually it was more expensive to do animation, and it didn't always look as good. And I'm trying to remember the damn company. I mean, you can look it up, who did Garfield and Friends, but I was just listening to this on a podcast called 302010 where they were talking about the 30th anniversary of the Garfield show, and that these guys just wild executives and they just blew up, became a huge studio after that.
1: No, that's a distributor. Uh, production company, Film Roman. Oh, okay, Media. Film
0: Roman. Why, can't I, why, why did I forget that? Oh my God, why did I forget Phil Roman? Because um, my supervisor at my other store used to work for Film Roman. Phil, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was, when he was younger, he was a runner, basically, you know, a gopher. Um, for them, Um, and he worked there for a few years, he worked on uh, Family Guy for a bit, he worked on the Austin Powers pilot episode, no one remembers, for HBO, because they they threw it away, it was done, and Mike Myers said no, Um, he wanted to focus on the movies, he thought it would diminish the property, and they threw it away, (laughs) yep, he worked on Mission Hill, which is uh, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yes, yeah, so, but he got, he got sick of the Los Angeles life and being a runner, and he wasn't getting promoted. So he said, I'm out of here. I'm, it's too little money for too much work, and I hate being in all this traffic. So he moved back to Oregon, and now he works retail. I'm not oh. sure which is better because they still runs around and makes very little money. <laughs> I don't
1: know, man. <laughs> it depends on all of, what's good for you, I guess. That's
0: true. Maybe it was just clearing the mind because you don't have to deal with all the traffic. I have friends who live down in right. Los Angeles. And they're like, you should come down here. I'm like, nah, it seems way too overwhelming. I can't deal with that Unless much Unless
1: you can pluck me up and drop me right where I need to go. Yeah. Nothing.
0: Hey, have they created the transporters yet from Star Trek? Oh, they yeah, did? And it'll turn you inside out? Okay, never mind.
1: Never mind, I'm good. I don't feel like seeing my insights. I got six toes. How did
0: that happen? Uh, Well, we added one for the other guy. We tried to transfer over. He now has four toes. Oh, great. Oh, wonderful. And I have to buy new shoes. That's that's my worry as a budget kind of kind of person. I'm gonna buy a whole new shoes.
1: I am. I am literally like one five hundred Cherokee Indian. Um. Um. Actually, that, that brings me back to the last. bit vi- This is my last. I had two left. Oh, okay. And this is by far the best on this list, in my opinion, because of just how because of what it's based around for me at least. I love music. Kid video.
0: Oh God, yeah. We did that. That was one of our, uh, another one of our yeah. very early on episodes, and it's lost because the music rights. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing: is a lot of the shows we loved growing up were in the MTV era. So therefore, a lot of studios decided, hey, we need to have that attitude in our shows and our cartoons. And they would add lots of music, but guess what they never did? Clear the rights for anything beyond broadcast. So that's why I can't get head of the class. Damn it. (laughs) Why WKRP took forever to come out on DVD because they they couldn't get the rights. In fact, they put a lot of generic fill-in music. And that's the problem with Kid Video is because the music's owned by one company. Some companies, Mm -hmm. they don't... I guess it's still airing overseas in some countries because it's phenomenally popular still after all this time. And they have albums of the music, which we never got here. And that's why you can only find it on YouTube is because the whole music rights. And it's like,
1: why did you guys think ahead? Because <laughs> nobody thinks ahead. Uh, it's uh, in spur of the moment. Yeah, it's, it seems to me like one of those cartoons that would have done really good in like Japan. Yeah. Just the style and...
0: I'm actually friends with uh, Robbie Rist on Facebook. I mean, not friends in quotation marks. We don't talk a lot. Um, Mostly I just comment on what he posts. But he was Cousin Oliver in Brady Bunch. And then as he got older, he segued into music. And he still did voice acting. And so, therefore, we get Kid Video with him. And he did some more voice acting throughout the years. uh, Most notably, some work for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, he's still in the rock scene, still doing voice works. And Kid Video is, I think one of those time capsules of the 80s it's and like i said it's lost like wolf rock tv we discussed that in the last episode that's my holy grail if i find wolf rock tv i can quit this whole thing that's my search is uh, Mm -hmm. a six episode series wolfman jack on the road doing animation and then he would talk to the audience and and show them music videos but they never cleared the rights for anything beyond the original broadcast damn it
1: (laughs) yeah and these days it makes it even worse my daughter and I actually tossed around the idea of doing something in YouTube, but with everything, everybody's stealing everybody else's content these days, it seems like something a little, a little gun-shy of even trying, you know?
0: Yeah. Who are you... What did you say you're, you're going to do?
1: Well, we thought about doing something something on YouTube. No, who? My daughter.
0: Oh, oh, well, I mean, you can copyright your stuff. I mean, what, are people stealing content and then put it under their name? That way they get the clicks?
1: The views? Yes, the new... The new, um, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. You'll, it's got, to, it's like at the top 10, 50 results when you look it up. Oh. Copyright. Uh, yeah, that seems YouTube. bad. I,
0: I notice that sometimes just... you'll see. I think I always wonder if people are taking our podcast and downloading it because you can just direct download it, edit out what you want, mm-hmm. and pretend like it's your own show. Like they could cut out, hey, this is, you know, so and so retro rock entertainment, you know, pod, uh, back in tunes, and they could just cut that out and then slap in their own name and say, hey, these guys are hosting the show for us, it's on our network, and then we earn the money from it. I, I kind of wonder about that kind of stuff, if that can happen. But I also realize I kind of suck, and I don't think anybody wants to steal our stuff. <laughs> so, that's what you got to do. You got to be, be mediocre just enough so that you don't uh, get rid of your core audience, and you're not so popular that people want to uh, steal from you.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's get kids.
1: Aim for mediocrity. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into that whole thing. I just <laughs> don't want to be the downer on this show. so. No, no, no. I, I'm kidding. Well, I'm
0: self-deprecating. <laughs> we wouldn't be going this strong after all these years if we didn't have an audience. And I really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving yes. us. Even when I do sometimes, oh, he's clearly tired. Oh, he's mumble-mouthed. Oh, he didn't edit this episode properly. I have a full-time job, and sometimes I just don't get around to doing it. If you want to pay me, I'm more than happy to accept your money and take more time. Maybe you just hire an editor. I know a guy who's really good. He'll do it for not that much.
1: I appreciate you guys that will actually sit down and actually listen to me because I'm not the guy with the talent here.
0: So. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, uh, you're good. I think sometimes you just got to relax. I think the problem with the other podcasts we did that really riled people up was it's very heavily detail-oriented. And you had to read off a piece of paper, and you seemed like you were kind of like, uh, like a little monotone. Yeah, not good at that. But that's what happens when you do anything like that. Not everybody can just like
1: perform while reading. I can read a story to people. Yeah. That can do that. I don't know why I can't do it with facts.
0: No, I, and I, I think we bounce enough. off each other well because, you know, I'm the crazy one. You're the sane one. So you level me out. um so was that it of your list because we have another guest we're going to do real quick i mean he's not gonna he's not gonna be on this i mean
1: we can pretend to be him Uh, i'm tim is that what tim sounds like i haven't heard his voice in like 15 years (laughs) i think it's a little bit higher than that yeah i don't know (laughs) But yeah i'm in the same boat with you man i haven't talked to him in maybe even more than that yeah
0: well uh, actually let's just make up a voice for tim yo this is tim Kohler. Mark. Okay, actually, I'm squeezing my voice to do, I'm squeezing my throat to do that voice. I'm gonna pass out. Okay, so uh, he sent us our list of his favorite cartoons. Usually, it's a top 10 list, but uh, he had half that. So hey, we'll save some time. Um, I tried to get Devon. And Devon never got back to me. I really wish he'd had, because he seemed like he'd be perfect for the show. But well, okay. he's busy. So uh, Tim's top five are Tom and Jerry. Um, maybe the most violent yeah. cartoon in history mm-hmm. <laughs> my god the things they do uh, And it's uh, right up there next to Looney Tunes I think I, yeah but I, I've never been a fan of Tom and Jerry I really haven't um, I kind of like it when Chuck Jones did it because it was so beautiful but it still wasn't funny I think wow. the problem is, is there isn't a lot to the characters mm-hmm. the way that they really tapped into what works in each character for Looney Tunes like you know they're all parts of our own personality. I don't, I don't, there's nothing in me that connects to Tom and Jerry. No. And yet nope. they're still going strong. That's the weirdest thing, right? No one cares about Looney Tunes. No one cares about the original Mickey characters. But Tom and Jerry keep going, and it's so bizarre.
1: What you call slapstick, or what's that called? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I think the funny thing is that they, they talk now, that they've added that to their mythos, which is weird. And... I think they have Tom and Jerry Tales and Tom and Jerry Adventures, where they go through time, like Robin Hood and and uh, Three Musketeers and stuff like that, and, and shock Holmes.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they were running out of ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of ways that we could try to kill each other. Anyway. Right.
0: It's uh, soon to be a live action movie with uh, with uh, two guys in a Tom and Jerry costume, and they're running. That with the. Those are CGI, I'm sure. Uh, Dana Carvey is pretty Tom. Pretty. Uh, John Lovitz is Jerry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. I would pay to see that. Yeah, I
0: probably would. Even in their old age, I'd still (laughs) see them beating the snot out of each other. Uh, Number two is Thunder. 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 Ho! I was my number. Huge, huge fan of Thundercats. Did we discuss this? Did you have that on your list? I can't remember. Yeah, that was on my list. Because it's always. Like I said, for me, it's the Thundercats, Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks. I love that trilogy. But Thundercats is the only one that people remember anymore. It's
1: so weird. Uh, I'm amazed at how many cartoons I keep forgetting that I actually watched. Like, yeah. Oh, there's a lot
0: of stuff cool since we weird. lived. Like, okay, so there's a lot of people on the West Coast and East Coast that had a lot of anime throughout their lives. We didn't. We had the weirdo stuff that was usually toy oriented that was syndicated during the weekend. You know, like, I'm just trying to remember, there was a Bigfoot cartoon. Not Bigfoot the creature, the truck.
1: Truck, yes. Yeah, there was a
0: Bigfoot you know, cartoon I... that's super obscure and weird. Centurions, um, Dino Saucers, Dino Warriors.
1: Um, there's probably a million Dino's things. <laughs> yeah, I was just
0: like, there's so many that were toy-oriented that only lasted a little bit. There was a, I think there was a Madballs cartoon. Um, oh, yeah. My Pet Monster, I think, was one of them. Popples. Are popples? Little ball that, yep. little little teddy bear that would fold into a ball and you throw it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going along. Let's finish this list. Let's finish the game, Billy. Uh, Masters of the Universe is number
1: three. Amen.
0: Da 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 da. Um, I want to love the show. <laughs> I really do. And I think we discussed this on the last one. I really want to like it, but the animation is just, oh, ugh so oh. ridiculous and I want to be more serious I want to be more sword and sorcery and I don't need the lesson at the end of the episode don't make me do this hey kids what do we learn on this episode we learn sharing is caring and also don't stab many arms you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with Tila Yeah. Um,
1: um, you, uh,
0: some people are two faced and some are
1: literal two faces like <laughs> some are just many faces Yeah. anyway <laughs> some have mechanics <laughs> I still have that one. Yeah, you do. Wow. Um, Was this a show you didn't you didn't like it at the time, or you don't like it now? No, I don't like it now. In
0: in retrospect, I loved it at the time, but I watch it now like, oh, oof, rough. I'm with you. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. Um, A lot of those don't hold up.
0: Uh, G.I. Joe. Look, I love G.I. Joe. I'm a huge fan of it, especially the comic books. I had all the toys. It's another cartoon where I'm like, God, there's a lot of people blown up in their ships, and no one dies. I'm not sure if that's a lesson you should be teaching kids. That <laughs> so you can just like blow A-team. things up and no one gets hurt.
1: <laughs> that's like the A-Team. Yeah. I don't think I saw a single person die on that. Oh, it's so weird. It's like, it just makes you think that there's no recourse
0: to the violence. It's just, yeah, no, I'm just mow them down. It's okay. They'll be fine. No, that's not how that works. It has to have some dramatic weight. Dukes of
1: Hazard. Yeah. Every time a cop car gets flipped over or thrown into a pond, they stop. They look yeah, back. Yeah, at least they didn't, it didn't it open We're fire
0: good. on Dukes of Hazard. I'll give them credit for that. <laughs> they never opened fire. At least I don't think they did. They shot bows and arrows, which is cool. I'll
1: say, well, Roscoe fired his pistol in the opening credits. I Does he? Probably uh, maybe the... Goop, goop, goop! Go. I was <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Last one on the list is the ultimate classic. I think the greatest cartoon series of all time. Some people don't consider it an animated series, though, and I kind of get it because it started off as animated shorts before movies, and it's Looney Tunes.
1: Okay. I'm going to say, anybody who is anybody who grew up watching cartoons probably had a chunk of their time taken up by this show, yeah, or this series.
0: I think, what I mean, history shows that what killed it was television, because they could just take the old cartoons, package them up, and sell them in half-hour chunks. So by the time the 60s rolled around, Warner Bros. was looking at the cost overhead of each short and looked at what they could sell for TV, and instead of doing 12 a year, they started doing 8 and then four, and then they stopped altogether. Then they licensed it out to a different company, and they're not as good. And, you know, by 1970, it was done.
1: And i tell you the best thing I think that came out of Looney Tunes, in yeah. my opinion, Tiny Tunes.
0: Tiny Tunes, oh my God, so amazing. But you remember <laughs> we had, for a decade on ABC, or maybe more than a decade, was always at the end on Saturday mornings. It was usually at 11 o'clock. Was the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, or the Roadrunner mm-hmm. Hour? I can't remember, but that was on. You, you always knew every single year you knew that your Saturday morning was wrapping up once that came on the air. It's like, whoop! This is my last chunk of cartoons. Then I'm gonna get my butt booted outside. <laughs> it was. And uh,
1: your parents said, "I can't believe you're watching that." You yeah. Can go now.
0: And then I think they added another half hour. I think at noon is when they started airing the OG Read More. Yes. Maybe, maybe it was an hour long but yeah you kind of knew that cartoons were wrapping up once Looney Tunes aired and they still it's so funny the cartoons from the 50's look 10 times better than anything that was airing in the 80's <laughs> shows you the quality mm. that Warner Brothers put into it
1: remember Bung-
0: Bungie?
1: Bungie was the ABC Weekend special I just found right. out. Okay.
0: there's two of them everybody confuses the two there was CBS Story Break which wasn't as successful Um, that only lasted, I think, two seasons, I think 16 episodes, and they aired it over and over. And they were all based on books just like the way ABC was. But ABC, that show went on forever. I think it went from, like, 76 to, like, 94 or something like that. It was, mind you, a lot of it was repackaging old episodes and re-airing it. Um, but when they started focusing more on the animated stuff, because a lot of it started off as live action. And, um... I think it was when O.G. Reedmore really took over, because he, he was a puppet and animated, but they had uh, the Lost World of Og, do you remember that, where they went under the bed into that little world to find out where all the stuff is getting lost?
1: That was just what I was getting ready to ask you, because it was very much a borrower's type of yeah. show, the, and that
0: it, was it. it. It was kind of taking a twist on, hey, why do I, why am I missing my socks? Where are my toys? Turns out Aww. that the creatures at night would come up through the shadow under your bed, kind of like little monsters, I think. And they would take your stuff, and then they use it on their open market to sell or, or live with it or whatever. And then these kids find a way into that world. Man, Lost World of Og was so amazing. I remember there was Miss Twitch Gets an Itch or something like that. She was a teacher who was a witch. Mhm. And then there was – That was a book. Yeah, and then um, uh, Benicula. Oh, you – Do you
1: remember Benicula? Okay, Benicula was, okay what are we talking – are we talking about these were on that?
0: Yeah, they were all. Because ABC Breaker or whatever it was called – ABC After School, or not After School Specials, whatever whatever the Saturday show with O.G. Readmore was. They were all adaptations okay. from books. That was the like the rule. They didn't have any their own creations. They were all adapted from books. I think it's because they were sponsored by Scholastic or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, list of uh, ABC Weekend Specials here, and one of the sh- titles was Cap'n O.G. Readmore. Yeah, Dr. I think Jack he did have one
0: full animated special based on him. That might have been the only original creation. But I just yeah, remember okay. assuming Runaway Ralph... Do you remember that one?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was so much I, fun. Actually, I just – how was it? Yeah, we just started reading that or allowing Zeke to read those. We, we wanted to get him something classic. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we love those. Yeah. And uh, we found Runaway – Well, uh, we found those movies on Netflix for him to watch, but we had to read the book first.
0: You know what's funny is I ask everybody, it's time to wrap up the episode, because it's been an hour and I gotta get to go to the grocery store. But what? one thing we don't I need to eat. <laughs> I never need to eat. One <laughs> thing I forget to ask you, and I ask all of my guests. Were you a sweets or a savory guy for breakfast?
1: What do you mean by savory?
0: <laughs> savory bacon, eggs, you know, sausage.
1: Oh, man were you a
0: cereal guy I was a hardcore cereal guy the only way you ever give me away from it was maybe with a toaster strudel
1: I honestly I love the savory part nowadays but I find myself eating cereal just as much
0: so
1: yeah. probably
0: a 50-50 but I mean when you were a kid though when you were a kid that's
1: just it I remember loving bacon eggs and pancakes and
0: okay see I, I always we went for always
1: had cereal too. I always
0: went for the sweet, and um I mean I would eat pancakes and waffles I consider that sweet um
1: I, well, I did my, my honey smacks a
0: lot.
1: Yeah, honey I try to eat those now, and I'm like, what's this crap yeah. in my teeth? Anyway.
0: What are the other cereals that you would eat as a kid, because um, I'm, I'm a hardcore cereal fanatic, and I wish that I could find a way to find all those old cereals and eat them again and, like, review uh-huh. them as, like, a YouTube video <laughs> called The Cereal
1: Killer. Oh, see, <laughs> I just that? destroy
0: uh, boxes of cereal like crazy. If I see a limited edition cereal, I am buying it immediately. I bought those Peeps cereal. Yeah, I killed that box in a couple days.
1: Can we plug another show? Yeah, go ahead. Red and Link, you gotta check his video. Their videos out on cereal. Um, I can't remember what it's called exactly, but they did a cereal bracket essentially, and it is amazing the cereals that are in there. And I'm thinking no, we we tested out the winners. Okay? Yeah. They got down to the winners, and we tested them out, and I'm tasting them. I'm like. You know, Fruit Loops don't taste like they used to. No,
0: oh, no. Somebody said do taste like film on the
1: top of your mouth. And, yeah,
0: yeah. Or we have more tolerance for that crap. But yeah, um, <laughs> like, what, do you remember some of your go to cereals?
1: Was there any cereals yes. that
0: don't exist anymore that you loved?
1: Oh, that don't exist anymore. No, I don't think so. Because I think Honey Smacks was a big one. We did uh, Cocoa Crispies a lot. Uh, the other big one for me would have been. Um, Oh, I had it in my head. Cookie crisp.
0: Oh my god! A and whole when we bowl. could afford it, a whole when bowl we could afford cookies. it, we would get honeycombs. A
1: whole bowl of cookies. <laughs> I was like honeycombs had to be on sale for us to get those because you yeah. didn't get a whole lot for your money, even though the box was huge.
0: I know it's just yeah. filled there. <laughs> uh, I think the, the my favorite cereal as a grown up is mini wheats. I don't care what flavor. I I think I like the brown sugar cinnamon or whatever that is. Uh, um, the best, but um. Uh, the blueberry and strawberry, they're great. Uh, even seasonal flavors of pumpkin. Mm. I feel like I'm eating a meal when I have mini-wheats.
1: But, I, lie, I have to agree, but they would have to be frosted. If you give me just plain mini-wheats. Oh, God, does so it doesn't even exist window.
0: anymore? Why would anybody buy it without to. the icing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: there's two cereals that I loved as a kid, and they don't make them anymore. At least I don't think they make them anymore. Um, one was the Nintendo cereal, where it was two different bags. Oh, the Legend of Zelda cereal and the Super Mario cereal. And it was split in the middle, and you would eat those. Of course, they don't make these anymore. What am I thinking?
1: Because um, it coincided with the Nintendo Power Hour. Yeah,
0: and they had another one at the same exact time, which was all these Sunday morning funnies, and they had all the characters from the Great like, King features, like Dennis the Menace, Hey Guy the Horrible, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And in the cereal, like in you know in marshmallow uh, shapes, but on the back, you would open up. There would be comic strips on the back. But then you could open it because it had a little Velcro patch. You'd open it up, and inside it had more comic strips. And each – uh, every month they would issue a new box of new cartoons.
1: Yep. It's funny you mentioned the, the Nintendo stuff because uh, my son was uh, recently – well, recently, like the last year, found that Mario show on Netflix. Oh, no. Uh, uh,
0: the what Mario. Because no,
1: you uh, can look uh, at it, uh, and uh. they've got the cartoon – they've got their commercials for uh, upcoming – or coming up next, or something like that, is um, dang it, the Zelda show. Excuse but, me, princess. But exactly, but they never took, they never took the commercial or the the lead-in commercial. You know what I mean? The little uh-huh. segue things. Yeah. They never took them out of the out of it program. So you're expecting the Zelda show to come on and does it never does? It's, it's very sad. It's for
0: the best, honestly. Your son is better <laughs> off without it.
1: <laughs> this is true. <sighs>
0: Okay, I think we wrapped up. God, we could do we could we could do this show constantly. I don't know understand why we don't. I guess it's just because of time constraints.
1: I'm just saying, it was like I don't know how we ever played outside. Yeah, I remember doing it, but
0: <laughs> I remember doing it too. Adulting sucks, kids, because when you're uh, right. when you're young. You can spend six hours watching cartoons, and guess what you get to do after that? You don't have to go to work. <laughs> nope. You get to go outside and play baseball for three more hours then come in and watch some more TV. It's just the way it was. It's great. It's great. I don't even know what kids do now. I feel like they're always on their phone. When I see kids at stores with their family, they're not paying attention. They're just sitting in the car with a phone in their hands, and I'm like, you're missing a great experience. You're not going to have any memories of any of these stores or the toys that you saw, and... Uh, or the the, the food. The, I mean, I have so many memories of like shopping as a kid and these kids aren't going to have it because they have headphones on and a, fel- a cell phone in their face.
1: So this is going to be we're we're going to take a cue from our old cartoons that we used to adore and we're going to leave you with a PSA. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the car with your family on a trip, put the phone down and look out the window. Yeah. When you're sitting at the kitchen table trying to have a meal, put the phone in a basket and put it on the other side of the room, you know?
0: Yeah, when you're on a trip and you're at a place that's different than you've ever been to before enjoy the moment because i don't know if you've noticed or not but notre dame burned yesterday and people who put off seeing it or didn't pay attention or didn't enjoy it are never going to enjoy it and you're going to regret it the rest of your life so many things i saw as a kid i'm so happy that i experienced and i wasn't shut
1: down and just to clarify that's notre dame the the cathedral all right never i didn't say it (laughs) (laughs) accent. What a, the, the campus hasn't burned down. No,
0: okay. I said it. Notre Dame. Sorry. I'm <laughs> fucking, I fucking <indif>, indiana would it. <laughs> you're, you're all right. no Dame. I didn't Dame. even know
1: about it until after the, well after the fact. This yeah. is how cued into news I am these days.
0: But. Yeah. All right, everybody. So that's it. Check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes. And you know what? He's coming back. I'm going to force him to come back. We're going to do some more episodes this season.
1: Works for me. All right, everybody. Have a good night. All right. Thank you,